0: To the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure you find the Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe and please rate and review the show. Reminder: we're streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and airing live on Sportsnet 360, Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. I'm your host, Wayne Lou. I'm joined by my producer and co-host, Alex Wong. No, today is not going to be the Messiah Jerry season-ending press conference. Once again, it has been pushed back. Um, you know, one might wonder what's going on, uh, but I think, you know, if we read, the <laughs> read in between the lines, uh you know might be fairly clear um what potentially might stall a decision like this so uh yeah when, when that happens we will definitely break it down i'm looking forward to hearing from Masai about the raptors i'm sure he'll be asked tons of questions it'll be at least 30 minutes and we we have lots to uh to grill him on he has lots to answer for but in the meantime we have uh the rest of the league is is playing in the playoffs and uh it's a really fun weekend so how you doing alex yeah this weekend to be honest mm. uh, maybe except you um but yeah i'll
1: be interested they should have all these Maasai pressers at the sports net grill you know since <laughs> since everybody's getting put on the skewers hey man
0: why not <laughs> honestly some kebabs there's gonna be some serious ones because right now I'm, I'm actually working on like a 10 things on the season as a whole
1: yeah stop if, stop working so hard
0: first yeah. off like i i thought this might just, like, fit itself into one column. Mm. But it's starting to feel like everything out of the 10 should deserve its own piece. Every player is getting
1: 10 things is what you're teasing
0: right I mean, now. basically. At the like, moment. obviously, there's certain guys, so it's not going to quite get it. But, um, yeah, I, to- I've just written the Fred portion of it, and it took me yeah. an hour. And then the Scotty portion, I'm halfway through, and it took, like, another 45 minutes. So um, it's going to be a very long column. Sorry to Gary Mello in advance.
1: Yeah. Shows to the, the Mello of this network. Um, yeah, I thought we'd go through weekend games it was great. great to watch uh playoff basketball basketball which uh had high stakes uh, w- where do you want to start man there's so many great series to talk about mm-hmm. you know I'll, I'll let you choose
0: you know what? i, I like the way you have it run down here let's let's start in the western conference um okay. so obviously look only one game is been played in all the series um don't want to overact to things however i, I do think that um, since a lot of these matchups, you weren't really able to sort of prepare for just based on how uneven this regular season was in terms of guys being in and out of the rosters and all that kind of stuff. Also, lots of trades being made. Um, you didn't really know how it was going to go. So I thought it was in that perspective, like game one's actually pretty important in terms of just seeing how the two sides matched up. And to me, the most fun game of the weekend, and there were lots of them, but I, I think Kings beating the Warriors in game one was probably the most fun. It just had the best offense period
1: yeah for sure apologies to anyone who took our uh between the lines lock on the warriors
0: um did for game one all right yeah but you did not have to bring it up
1: no, no that was an amazing game you know steph missing a three uh at the end Fox. why
0: did he do a one-legged one-handed runner yeah
1: you know i was thinking that too watching the replay i feel like he had i mean there was a defender in the back who who mm-hmm. could have like swiped his shot but i feel like he could have taken a set shot there like probably feel but yeah. like i mean steph one-legged is better than anybody with two legs I, I suppose um, better than andrew wiggins with two legs in, in the corner but uh, she to wiggins too came back wiggins had a great well, yeah. he had a great game uh 17 points four blocks in in 28 minutes but man great sacramento kings crowd which we were all expecting yep. and Darren fox ha- had an incredible game and i think for a lot of people including myself who who you know didn't watch all 82 sacramento kings games like i think really got a got a glimpse mm-hmm. of what this king's team has been doing this season he had 29 points in the second half, 38 points total, and Malik Monk yep. coming off the yeah, bench, yeah. oh yeah, for 32, and then a little cameo from Alex Len who made some nice plays. Raptors legend, man. Trey Lyles,
0: mm-hmm. yep.
1: you know, doing his little Rui Hachimura um, of Sacramento, hitting some threes from Saskatchewan to Sacramento.
0: <laughs> yeah, Said no one ever. Yeah, but that's right. Except for Trey Lyles.
1: Our um, guy Sabonis was not in the bonus. Uh, 12 mm-hmm. points, five of 17. Thought Kevon Looney did a really good job, but yeah. I mean, yeah, that was an incredible game. What's, um, like, you know, are you changing the way you look at this series based on that? Like, has anything kind of changed your mind based on seeing that first game? No, the only
0: thing I really changed my mind is just, like, I, I don't think the Kings are, are, are shook in that way. Um, I think that's always a concern when, when it comes to these, like, newer, younger teams in their first experience. Clearly, when you watch them, they played with all sorts of confidence. The way they played on offense, like, the last 15 minutes of the game, the Kings scored 50 points. 50 (laughs) points in 15 minutes. Credit to the Kings. In the playoff setting.
1: I need the Warriors to just be more serious, man. I'm so tired of them coming off losses and Clay Clay being like, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. You know, the shots are going to drop
0: in game two. Like, just win game one then. Yeah, I wasn't really that concerned with Clay's shot selection. I'm really never that concerned. But, um, no, I I just think the Kings went straight at the Warriors. I I think uh, a number of things really stood out. Um, One is just the, the sheer speed of the Kings. Like, they just come downhill at you all the time. Obviously, Fox was able to get to his shots. That was, like, probably an average game for Fox um, in, in this context when you consider that much usage. Like, he's just been really, really good. Like, I'm not saying that he averages 38 points a game, but, you know, when you give him that much of the offense and that many shots, like, he's been doing this for a lot of the season, right? Obviously, Malik Monk off the bench was was a bit of a surprise in terms of just, like, he doesn't always do this, but, like, the speed in which they got downhill and got fouled and, and, and got to the free throw line uh, 32 times, like you know, that that was just a really, really impressive performance. It reminded me a lot of that game that they played in double overtime against the the Clippers. Now that game was ridiculous. I think that was like 176 to 175 and the Kings ultimately won that one. But like, I think what that game showed is a, they're fearless. They're going to go toe to toe with anybody. And then in this one, it was the same kind of deal because they could have easily folded. Like the Warriors did have a lead, you know, and then Steph Curry came back in the game and he was making shots again. And you know, I don't know if Sacramento didn't score the way they did down the stretch, which was just like every single possession. I, I think the Warriors probably would have taken this game, but yeah, no, I'm I'm really impressed for Sacramento. I'm really happy for them. Um, you know, excellent Mark Jones performance as well. Oh, that's right. Do you have a favorite Mark Jones call from that game? You Plenty know,
1: to choose from.
0: Yeah, as you know, that's that's what Mark does. You know, but um, that's what I do. I talk. <laughs> But, uh, no, in the fourth quarter, there was a, I think De'Aaron Fox hit, like, a crossover into a jumper to put the Kings up, like, five oh, in the fourth so quarter with ten minutes left. And yeah. he said, first name De'Aaron, last name him. <laughs> yeah. A lot of him discussions uh, in the NBA over the weekend. That was pretty good. There was also a moment where they were coming back from commercial, and they were, like, showcasing all the former Kings players that were there.
1: Did was, you recognize any of them? So,
0: yes, I did. Of course, man. Come on. Like who? Mark Jones was like, you know, <laughs> we, we have we have all the Kings of the past here. We have, uh, you know, Jason Williams. We have Lottie Divac. And then the next person they showed was 50 Cent. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I guess he was also a king of no, the past.
1: 50 was a king in 03, man. Hey,
0: um, man. You know, l- listen, uh, yeah, 50 really, I would say like G-Unit entirely, but also 50 Cent, you know, just completely owned my middle school experience, um, sonically at least. But, yeah, no, it was, just, uh, it, it was just really fun watching the Sacramento Kings too. I, I still think that the Warriors will win this series, but... Um, Man, I, I'm just I'm just happy for the Kings. You know what I mean? I feel like I've seen the Raptors go into these situations and fold before. <laughs> so for a team not to fold, I was impressed.
1: Yeah, challenge for you on this show is not reference the Raptors. Got you, got you. Once, uh, no, I agree with you though. And and I think I mean game two is tonight, and we'll probably talk about it at the end of the show with our between the line segment. But that just makes the game two so critical now. Oh yeah, yeah. for for the Warriors. And I, uh, I'm with you. I think if the Warriors get this back one-one, I'm still interested to see. What this Kings team can do on the road, and you just have to give the Warriors that that respect based yeah, on course. based on their championship pedigree. And I mean, they were plus eleven in the thirty-seven minutes that Steph played, which means they lost the eleven minutes that he sat by fourteen. Damn. Yeah.
0: I mean. I mean, again, that's, you that's, told me not to talk about the Raptors, so I'm just gonna, <laughs> just gonna <laughs> okay, okay, that okay, one. okay. Yeah. What'd you make of
1: Draymond too? You know, I thought Draymond had a really good game. You know, it's he always an, has good it, games. Yeah, in but playoffs, like. Man. I I feel like I always forget how impactful Draymond is. Mm-hmm. in these like playoff settings yeah, and just the playmaking and the defense and sitting on DeMontis Sabonis oh, with 30 man. seconds to go like and dropping a react pod after like we got the full Draymond experience already in game one.
0: Did you listen to the Draypod react pod?
1: Oh, I did. I listened to uh, it at three times speed so it was done in three minutes. What you know? did he
0: say? Uh, like, not we, we, much. We got a re-got <laughs> I feel like the focus <laughs> was so much on like limiting them on the offensive glass. Yeah. The like, Kings had what 17 offensive rebounds like yep. those expectations matter for a team that could hit shots. Yeah. Why shot 50? 53s yeah. 16 of 50 from I guess I shouldn't be surprised and and Wiggins was wide open in the corner now unfortunately he was one of eight but mm-hmm. like that's as good of a shot as you can get in that in that moment um so this could easily gone the Warriors way but again respect to Sacramento man yeah you're not concerned
1: about this Warriors road thing you know they won 11 road games during the the regular season and it was similar to,
0: to game one where you know they take a lead and they usually just let the opponent kind of run away type yeah I mean I, I I don't think that they didn't play well enough to to win on the road um, I, I just think that Sacramento played, you know, with with more force. Down, okay, down the so stretch. we're
1: still not respecting Sacramento
0: to to no, win the series. No, it's not that. I mean, first off, I got I got to show a lot of respect to, to to Mike Brown. Like again, like it's not like he's he's given the best roster here, but at the same time, like he's made it work to such a degree where everyone looks so dangerous. Obviously, having shooting makes everyone quicker, but you know, you know, these guys are moving the ball they play at a, 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 a super high pace you know they're never really shy to take shots too and it's like it makes this whole team feel dangerous like I've never really watched no offense to some of these guys but like I never watched Trey Lyles and was like man I feel like he's such a dangerous weapon in this <laughs> I didn't but know like he was on the Kings but. but like you know what I mean like I think that's what happens when you have a really good coach and a really good system and everyone's really empowered offensively clearly it helps to have like shooting mm-hmm. in abundance which the Kings clearly did but like no, it's just a whole team. You can tell they have a, they have a great confidence, and I, th- I think it really does stem from their coach.
1: Yeah, let's do a let's do three stars in Gerald Henderson for these games. Okay. Um. So first star, De'Aaron Fox. Uh, honestly, Malik Monk. <laughs> no, no, I was gonna give. Okay, fine. Second star, Malik Monk. Third star, Steph, and then Gerald Henderson, Trey Lyles.
0: Trey, yeah, no, honestly, Trey Lyles had 16 points off the bench in 18 minutes. Yeah, so pretty good.
1: We got to give him that. You know, the last time the Kings were in a playoff series was 2006. Yeah, And that's when they lost in the first round as an eighth seed to the San Antonio Spurs. Um, You know, I pulled up the box score of the last game that they played in that series. Do you think you can name five Sacramento Kings players from that? From
0: 2006? Yeah. So I'll give you a hint. Like, Mike Bibby was their starting point guard. Got you, got you. Um, Kevin Martin? Yep. Stojakovic. No, he was gone. He was already gone? Yeah. Or injured. Yeah. Was Chris Webber still there?
1: No, no. This was like post-Chris Webber. Gerald Wallace? No. They brought in two guys, two pretty named guys that were only there very briefly. Bonzi Wells and Metal World Peace. Wow. They were there with Brad Miller mm. and Kenny oh, I sh- I sh- Kenny Thomas. There for a long time. Kenny Thomas's nickname was Pig. We'll just leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What was the reason? Anyways. What was the reason? Man? Anyways, another yep. great game. Actually, I thought this was my favorite game was Clipper Suns. Mm-hmm. Clippers, Suns, you know, I was sitting here on, on Friday talking about how the Suns just had all that star power with, with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker and, and the Clippers are missing Paul George and, and this might be a five-game series. You talked me out of that. I just want to issue an on-air apology to Kawhi Leonard. I don't know why I keep forgetting that, that Kawhi has this in him. Um, the 38-point performance, I mean, he's just incredible, man. I actually don't know what else to add. Yeah, like, just an incredible player.
0: No, it, it's... It's kind of scary watching him at times because there was like three or four plays where um, the Suns had like two or three defenders around Kawhi ready to wrestle the ball away. And Kawhi would just use his like superhuman strength, which we know is like the secret to all of his powers is just how straight up strong he is with everything. And he would just rip through two guys <laughs> and then kick out. He had a great play late in the game where he, he did the same thing and he, and he set up Gordon for a trailing three. Like he, he's just he's just deadly, man. I mean, those two threes late, obviously, but. I just I like the fact that you know Kawhi unlike other superstars does not really shy away from taking on the defensive responsibility that comes with it being a superstar and I feel like we got to respect that more and more because look offensively he he's excellent right but even Paul George talked about it uh, earlier this week in 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 the podcast P with Paul George which is just a great nickname <laughs> once again too many pods too many player pods I agree too man it's pods. hard to keep up with this but like he talked about how like how difficult it is to to sort of like take on the defensive responsibility and then still hit shots Nothing ever looks that difficult for Kawhi. He's actually just like a robot. But I, I really respect the fact that he takes on the defensive responsibility. Because, like, you know, what was cool about this game was watching stars play both ends of the floor. I thought it was cool watching Devin Booker, like, really, really commit and go all out yeah, on I didn't defense.
1: Know, I didn't know he had that in
0: him. No, he's been very scrappy on defense, like, mm. the last couple of years here for for the uh, for the side. But you just don't it. look at Devin Booker as, like, a, no, for like sure. a guy like that on defense. For sure. But I, I think he took on that responsibility. I thought KD tried to take on responsibility of guarding Kawhi. And I love that Kawhi, there's never any question that he's going to take on the opposing star player. Like, he's not one of those stars where you got to, like, hide him on the other team and say, like, well, you know, we'll mm. put him on, uh, I don't even know, Josh O'Kogi or we're going to put him on, like, <laughs> hide him on Ishu right? Torrey Craig. Know. Like, we, yeah. no, there's none of that stuff. Like, Kawhi's going to go out there to yeah. get the job done. Let, so. Let's be clear. Let's be clear.
1: All this all this, with a caveat of this is Kawhi in the playoffs because he loafs a lot in the regular season. But that's why he, has he does it. He meatloaf in the regular <laughs> that's season. That's why he does Do it. Do you remember? Not Okay, I'm going to use my one Raptors reference. When he was here to play the Raptors earlier this season, yes. Do you remember how hard he was loafing on the court? Yes,
0: the amount of times where Kawhi would get a steal and then just slow down on the fast break, <laughs> like it was killing you, man. You were like, "That's me at work." Like, <laughs> I'm going to save my best for the playoffs. No, but seriously, though, Kawhi is just like, I mean, just ultimate respect to him um, and, and and his competitiveness too, because you know he really willed them forward. And of course, like they got a great performance from Russell Westbrook in, in a supporting context, and. I thought obviously they had enough supporting cast guys step up. Like Norm, I thought created his own offense, uh, which was pretty good. Um, I mean, Eric Gordon gave them nineteen points. Eric Gordon was knocking down those super deep threes, which is kind of his thing. So, Terrence
1: Mann was nice off the bench. Was
0: nice. Yeah. You know what? I I even
1: like Zubac man. I feel like Zubac doesn't get enough credit when he gets into these playoff series. Like yesterday, was twelve points, fifteen rebounds. Like you just need him to play like DeAndre and like even in this series. No, but
0: Zubac plays big. Yeah, Whereas he DeAndre does. I feel like doesn't play big.
1: Yeah, we'll talk about Phoenix in a bit because I'm actually slightly concerned sure. um, about them. But yes, the Westbrook game thought we should highlight. So he was three of 19 mm-hmm. in the game, but just an incredible performance. Like otherwise, you know, had the nine points, 11 rebounds, five offensive rebounds, eight assists, two steals. This guy had a straight three blocks. <laughs> this guy, this guy was drawing to everything wow. on the board. Open and a straight hand. Forced that turnover on Devin Booker mm-hmm. uh, on mm-hmm. that final play. Right, stripped him, and then was able to throw the ball. Yep. Off him, and it was like at at, at, the, at the end of that game, I felt like the Clippers just got like four possessions there mm-hmm. in the final minute, and they're running that little two man game with with Westbrook and, and Kawhi, and I think it was KD, it was KD who like denied uh Kawhi the ball, and then it was like Westbrook who was doing most of the work. Like, yep, that's that's as good as you're gonna get from Westbrook, and I think this is all we've always asked from Westbrook. Again, he gives you both; he gives you the 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 terrible shot selection and the 3 of 19 but he also gives you everything else and they're going to need this for this whole series.
0: Yeah, I think that for Russ like he's he just plays incredibly hard. Um he clearly had tons of confidence in this game. Like he literally showed up to this game, you know, with, uh, with he was shirt he was and nude, and, except he put on a shirt. Yeah. Charles Barkley was down bad on the broadcast, like watching him walk. Yeah, in. he was like, like,
1: "That's not even a six pack;
0: that's a case of beer." Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what that really means, but, <laughs> but yeah, like he just had the utmost confidence to go out there and, and play it. And I, I just do think that the the cool thing about the the NBA players in particular, or just any sort of like must win basketball scenario, is that like unlike in other sports, right? Like compared to baseball, like you have to wait for the batter to come up in the order, or you have to you know, maybe wait to see if the starter's still in the game or not. Or you can't necessarily dictate matchups or or sort of like specifically say who's going to take over when. In basketball, you have that flow where it's like you play within a context of a team, but then in pressure moments, you can select who steps up, who guards who, who takes the shots. And for me, like, obviously, you don't necessarily want Westbrook taking all the game-winning plays, especially away from Kawhi on offense. But... Like, he's not afraid to do it. And I do feel like there's lots of players where you watch them and you're just like, they wilt in those moments. So, no, all, all respect to, to Westbrook for playing in this game. man. And, and, and like, you know, this is what people have been asking from Westbrook for a long time. Like, you do so many other great things, right? Can we limit some of the stuff that you don't do well, but also bring that energy, intensity, you know, that rebounding, that kind of defense. Like that those are kind of stuff that people have always wanted to see from Westbrook. So no, I'm really happy you delivered it, man. It was great. Yeah,
1: Westbrook. No, Westbrook gonna give you both, man. He's gonna give you the nineteen shots and he's gonna give you everything else. Yeah. Like he can't just turn off the shots. I, I feel like the I feel like the Clippers have like a coaching yeah. advantage too. I feel like Tyloo did a lot of great things. Like even I putting yeah. even putting Westbrook on K D to start, mm-hmm. like I thought like kind of fueled their defense a little bit. Sure. Not that you're gonna stop
0: KD. And you know, but I think you can disrupt him. I thought Katie was like quiet for mm-hmm. two of the four quarters.
1: Yeah, and he only took so Katie only took one shot in, in the final six minutes of the game. Yeah. He finished with an almost triple double, 27 oh, that, points.
0: That's because you gotta run Chris Paul DeAndre eight and pick a <laughs> roll over rebounds, and over. Oh again.
1: my god, nine rebounds, eleven assists. My yeah. thing my concern with, with the Suns is just I, I think the continuity and, and I think the role definition for the rest of the guys is is a concern. And I think we need to look at the Suns with just two stars like they've got katie they've got Devin booker that's yeah chris paul's still really good but he's not prime chris paul anymore and Dude, i do did, did have
0: like five points last night
1: yeah i mean he he filled up the stat sheet but like he was not like you know you know that mid-range shot like that's used to be automatic that's not automatic anymore mm. it's just it's just little drop-offs in his game now and i feel like he could be picked on on the other end as well and like i just do not trust deandre Aiden.
0: Yeah. In in too. these
1: games. So like if you look at it, they have two stars and those are two really good stars. But then the rest of the bench guys, like, I just don't think they've had enough time to like define what their roles are. Yeah. Like I'm not saying these are bad players, but it's like when Ish Wainwright comes in, when Joshua Kogi comes in, when Terrence Ross comes in, when like Jock Landale comes in, like they don't have defined roles. Like what are, you know, what are they exactly trying to do
0: out there? No, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I mean, this is the concern with any team trying to trade for KD, though. It's like mm-hmm. you're probably going to give up a, a huge portion of your of your depth to do so, and obviously it's worth it because it's KD. But you'd have to manage the uh, the outgoing aspect of it. Yeah. So like, I'm con- I'm they concerned miss, them- like a Mikael Bridges a ton. They're they miss Cam Johnson a ton. Yeah, know, I'm, so. I'm
1: concerned. I mean, I thought they missed Campaign too. Just having Campaign sure, come off yeah. the bench and like run point. I mean, right. they had Devin Booker running point, but like, I I still don't know if it's going to impact them like this series where they're going to lose. Because I mean, Kawhi had an incredible game. Yeah. And I think the Suns are gonna get better. They're gonna make their adjustments, but I don't know. I don't see the Suns team winning four rounds. I just don't I just feel like this team has to come together really quick.
0: No, they really got they literally have to gel on the fly. Yeah. Now, of course, for them that's not like a one year thing, like they can run it back with the same group or they can make adjustments. But yeah, no, there there are some real concerns. It it is it is it is kind of sad watching Chris Paul go thirty nine minutes, only score seven points though. Like I mean, Loki, who had a better game? Like Chris Paul or Russell Westbrook? oh westbrook no it's doubt. not even close right so. no westbrook had, has fingerprints all over that win damn um i also love the, the vengeance that russ plays with you know oh yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah it's really like having to run into your ex like <laughs> it's like holy <laughs> man like just leave me alone i do i <laughs>
1: yeah <Yo>, westbrook legit <laughs> does have just coming off signing the divorce papers yeah, energy <laughs>
0: this is Yo, necessary
1: from his outfit to like the way he plays like just the entire yeah, thing he, he barking at people before and after
0: the game <laughs> during the game man
1: yeah so so man. at halftime he did get into a little scuffle in this lounge as he was going to the to the locker room apparently yeah, right. uh Suns fan uh yelled like a west Br- west Brick at him and then then westbrook kind of confronted him and i mean he's i don't know man I, I, fan I, behavior yeah, whole whole other conversation yeah. uh three stars so uh Kawhi. First oh, come star, on. absolutely first star. Uh, second star, I'm gonna give it to Westbrook actually. Really? Yeah. Well, you want who you want for second star. I mean, I thought KD was clearly the second best player. But I mean, team. I'm gonna give it to Westbrook just because they won though. Okay,
0: fair. Westbrook and then KD. Yeah. Gerald Henderson. Gerald Henderson might be Norm Powell. Like, yeah, I, I'll I go really, with Norm. Really like it. the fact that because <laughs> the thing is like Norm has been a guy who has contributed in playoff runs. Yeah. As a finisher, ball rotates out mm-hmm. to him and then he catches and he finishes. Uh, or he t- you know drives and he gets downhill like we see norm play a ton here in toronto um but i thought there were moments where he was able to create his own shot mm. which i think was really surprising it wasn't him it was eric gordon though like man those guys were great do you think eric gordon and Kawhi, which which player do you think smiles
1: less because <laughs> those are the two of the grumpiest players okay, well, eric gordon doesn't <laughs> smile because he's been trapped in houston <laughs> i know but now you're on a winning team you had a really fun first game, revenge game, really, against one of your former teams. And when he got to the free throw line, like, in the second half, I'm like, yo, just flash a smile, man. No. Like, please, nothing to smile about for him.
0: Literally nothing to smile
1: about. Yeah. No, uh, those, are
0: the, those are the two best games. So I agree.
1: No, I, I'm with you, The one, one last point on, on, on Norm, too. I feel like if you're going to make up for for Paul George's absence, I guess you'll make it up by committee in terms of, like, on offense, you need a lot from Norm. Yeah. And then you need that defensive performance from, from Westbrook, who I still think is going to maybe, like, cost them a game in this series. Yeah, something. of course. Like that's um, uh,
0: yo. If they lost, everyone will be talking about how Westbrook went three of nineteen. Let's be real. That's how this is, this is. how this wor- the world goes. It you know? is
1: too. But like, as the game was going on, I was just like, I really don't care how he's shooting. Like he's playing really yeah. well.
0: That's you at the Tuesday run. That's, by the way. that's <laughs> my ultimate compliment to you. No, I'm PJ Tucker, man.
1: Um, anyways, before we take the break, uh, let's touch on one more game. Uh, Lakers went into Memphis, yep, and upset the Grizzlies mm-hmm. in in game one. Scored 15 straight points in the fourth quarter late to, to pull away. Shouts to Takashi, uh, Rui Hachimura went off at uh, 6 a.m., you know, Japan local time. Um, You know, he had 29 points, 11 of 14. Austin Reeves as well. They had four guys score 20-plus points. Mm -hmm. And, you know, AD had his little injury scare with a shoulder stinger in the first half. LeBron made some incredible individual plays, had a chase-down block. He had a few, like, outside blocks. Yeah. And, you know, he didn't even have to have one of those, like, you know, go... You know, greatest of all time behavior games. Yeah. You want to make the noise? No or? one
0: was saying bye <laughs> at him. <I> mean,
1: <laughs> Yo, we're all. If anything, LeBron should have been bye <laughs> so at, during, at, at Austin Rees. <laughs> during the playoffs, every time we bring up LeBron, we have to make the, the goat sound, okay? Right. I mean, we have Derek this, here for drops, but uh, I guess uh, I can uh, do all right. it. This is just for clutch. Um, but, like, so, I mean, and John Morant left the game. <laughs> um, you know, his, his uh, status is in jeopardy for for game 2. That was a nasty fall. By the man. way, they've got 2 days off between uh 1 and 2 and 2 and 3, so you know, Adam Silver made the call to give LeBron maximum rest. Hey. <laughs> it's it, look, and, listen, man, it's his Silver, job to get people watching. And Adam to watch Silver league. flew in uh, Scott Foster first class <laughs> for this game. <laughs> no, come on. That's
0: not fair, man. You That's know, not fair. That's no,
1: not no. Fair. No, we got to give the credit the Lakers to, won this first. No, we got to give the credit to to the Lakers on mm-hmm. this. Um I mean, I, I picked the Lakers to win this series, and, and I feel I feel really good about it as
0: long as they stay healthy. Yeah, of course. I mean, obviously you feel good about it right now because Memphis is down bodies. Um, the way Jophe fell was was just really painful. Um, just watching the way he broke his fall with his fingers, but it was kind of like bent backwards. I don't even want to describe yeah, it. He was, already, he was already he was already dealing there. with a hand injury, by right. the way. Right, he was yep. already dealing with it, so he left the game. Um, no, but I think on the Lakers' perspective, like – for, for me, the, the most striking thing was just watching LeBron sit back in crunch time. I don't remember any other context where LeBron in the fourth quarter was just like, you guys got this. And it wasn't like, you know, the Skip Bayless style of he's running from the moment, all that kind of <laughs> stuff. Like, he was actually just like focusing on supporting the team. Like, can he rebound the basketball? Can he come over, you know, and, and rotate over weak side and block a shot, which he did a couple of times? You know, is he going to catch and shoot from three, which is what largely what he was doing offensively, right? <laughs> And even though I, I thought part of that was just he wasn't as effective offensive as usual and he had some uncharacteristic turnovers. Um, but it was interesting just watching him take that supporting role. And it, to me, it's like if LeBron wants to play another five years, even if he falls off in that, like, primary role, but, like, is just, like, focusing on those aspects, he could play another five years just easily doing that and be awesome in, in that role. Obviously, that's a, it's a one-time thing we're going to see LeBron take over in, the, in crunch time, but... Yeah, man. I, I thought everyone else stopped looking around him. AD was phenomenal. He was flirty with the 5 by 5 game.
1: Oh, yeah. By the way, shout shows to a, show's a AD, man. He has,
0: had he had seven blocks? That
1: defensive impact? Oh, my god. He goodness. showed up, man.
0: And it was like, you know, obviously he wasn't a candidate for defensive player of the year because he didn't play enough games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, AD's, like, AD's never hitting another individual award once the CBA puts in those rules for no. minimum games. I mean, it's like, it's like him and Kawhi, basically, right? <laughs> yeah. Who you know are like such an elite level of player, but obviously they're yeah. not going to play enough to get there. But, like, when you get into this context and you see it, like, even him versus Jaron Jackson Jr. Jaron Jackson Jr. should probably win Defensive Player of the Year for me. Um, but, like, AD clearly outplayed him on defense and and was excellent. Obviously, Austin Reese taking over late was was really fun to see. Rui Hachimura making every shot was fun to see. I, I mean, honestly, you got to give Lakers credit, too. Like, they found a lot of rotation players for a very, very cheap price. Like, Austin Reese was a two-way mm-hmm. that developed into. Like, c- for comparison, this would be like if Ron Harper Jr. went off for – 23 points, including Cole. Right, right. Game let's, one. Let's not do that. Right. Or like Riha They got him for three second round picks. Right. Mm. And when you compare his ability to shoot the ball and his ability to sort of, you know, even play some defense, but mostly shoot the ball and score, like, you know. Yeah. It's it's really impressive. Especially for 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 you know the low price of three second round picks. So that's not even including the fact that they've made other trades during the season to sort of supplement the roster. You know, Vanderbilt, I think, you know, it's can be a defensive um, option out there most mm-hmm. games. You know, Russell, I thought, has just been a really great job of running the show. Um, and that allows LeBron to play more off-ball because you have another reliable ball handler out there. So, no, I mean, uh, I hate to hand it to the Lakers, but uh, they they look nice.
1: No, they look nice. And I think about all the LeBron teams that's had success throughout his career. Like, you, you always see role players, like, stepping up, right? Because I think playing around LeBron, too, like I think about like Booby Gibson in Cleveland. I think about like Mike Miller when he was in uh, Damon Miami. Jones, Anderson <laughs> yeah. Verage. No, but even like Delhi, like Matthew Della Vadova. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all these guys, right? And I think, I think they have such a good roster now of guys. Like you know, Desmond Bain was talking after the game about how like, oh, Rui's not going to do that in game two. Mm. which you know
0: but someone might someone else but
1: that's what i'm saying that's concerning for me when the grizzlies are are, you know talking well anytime the grizzlies talk it's concerning to me Mm. um but like dennis schroeder might have a really big game right malik beasley could hit like i don't know like five threes in a game and that's before you even activate lebron if he really needs to i still feel like he can access that greatest of all time behavior
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um so this is looking I think the biggest winner coming out of this weekend I want to say is the Lakers. No, that's fair. If that's you want fair. to take the game one. Um uh three stars I'm going to give Rui Hachimura the first no, star man. no AD got to get the first okay star. fine AD, AD was so good in this okay game. ad let's yeah. give uh reeves and hachimura a joint second star i just want to shout out Jaren. Jaren jackson had a really good oh, game 31. Jr. was awesome
0: I, I think that's the the clear advantage for the grizzlies is just mm-hmm. how athletic they are
1: yeah so i'm gonna give Jaren jackson jr the third star and i'm gonna yeah. give an anti-gerald henderson award to santi aldama who was minus 23 in 24 minutes
0: Yo, I, <laughs> like what happened you shouldn't you should be playing santi aldama in these moments <laughs> no but I'm what sorry, happened
1: but... <laughs> Remember when you turned to me earlier this
0: season, you are like, Santa Obama's kind of nice.
1: Yeah, well, I was watching the Raptors for 82 games. What do you want me to do, man? Sorry, this whole episode was <laughs> was so dripped in, you don't, in subtext. You don't understand. Every time I saw a role player perform this weekend, I was like, how do we get the entire Brooklyn Nets bench over to Toronto? Because they mm-hmm. have so many NBA guys. Uh, anyways, and then the other West game, just to wrap mm-hmm. up, um i mean i didn't really watch much of this to be honest the nuggets blew out the timberwolves i not
0: gonna lie i after watching seven games <laughs> on the weekend i i went to sleep no the no highlights you know you know true vets
1: um especially for the first weekend of the playoffs you got to be selective and like take a little break um is and that your way of
0: saying succession was on so <laughs> no i mean i
1: it? waited till suns clippers is over to watch succession uh shouts to marsha uh but the opt out for me in this first round, I'm gonna need you to carry me on this. Yeah. Is uh, Celtics Hawks like I'm? I'm gotcha. opting I actually out of that watched series. a lot of that series. Yeah, I'm, I'm opting out of that series until the Hawks win a game. So, so we'll see you in the second round. <laughs> yeah, see, anyways, anything to add about Nuggets Timberwolves except uh, Kyle Anderson got into a little fight with Christian Braun?
0: Yeah. What What's happening?
1: Man? I don't know. What, what's going on? Yeah,
0: th- I think that's gonna be. We gotta keep our hands to ourselves. That's this, gonna but. be a sweep um, for the
1: Nuggets. I feel like.
0: I mean, I'm surprised the Timberwolves only scored 80 points. The Nuggets are not a good uh, off uh, defense. Yeah. Like, how are you only scoring 80 points? That's you know a, what I mean? That's a so, play-in caliber team right there. No, I mean, I, I think that's – to me, I'm going to give them a pass. It's the first game in altitude, and also they had just played two, like, win-or-go-home games. Mm. So I'm going to give them a slight pass on this, but, like, this was nowhere near their best. And obviously, I, I mean, we haven't seen that much of the Timberwolves in the playoffs or in, like, a must-win setting. But to me, I just remain so deeply, like, unimpressed. I'm just like, this team, man, you can't really count on anything from this team, which is what makes them annoying because they obviously have very talented players, but you can't count on any of it for any specific moment. So to me, it just feels random as to when they play up to their ability and probably be win or at least stay competitive versus when they bottom out like this
1: yeah i will i will shout out kyle anderson though because he's been on a great two week like coming out party because two weeks ago everybody just knew him as slow-mo like he just makes really slow moves and now it's like he'll fight anybody like, he'll fight his own teammate. He'll fight the whole Nuggets team.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's less impressive when it's Christian Braun and you're down 25. We need to get him out of this toxic work environment in Minnesota. He doesn't seem happy. Uh, you know what? That's uh, fair.
1: No, before Sorry, one more thing. Yeah. I forgot to mention. Uh, so, LeBron, after the game, said that he knew Austin Reeves would be special after their first practice together. So, on the LeBron lying
0: meter, uh, out of 10, how, how good is that lie for you? I mean... I'm this is nowhere close to when LeBron was like, I saw Scottie Barnes as a six-year-old. Seventh grade. <laughs> it's, it's nowhere on that level. So he's like, I saw Scottie Barnes's EQAO scores, and I knew he was him. Like, no, I mean, the first practice, I I, I can understand. I'm sure Reeves probably did tear it up. Because uh, if you're going to get that many minutes and that much playing time from out of a two-way or out of an undrafted player, like, they probably did kill it. In behind the scenes moments and that's why they're elevated so all right i'm oh. actually saying lebron is telling the truth on this one okay
1: i'm giving a six out of ten for this
0: one no it's on, definitely worse than this man all right it's not even as good as what he said i invented the luxe albums
1: so. <laughs> yeah, he slapped two tracks as a bonus how does no one call uh, him out on this anyways when we come back we'll talk about the uh <laughs> yeah, there we
0: go when we come back we'll talk about the uh the Eastern conference no the east was the east was fun except for two of the series but anyway uh, i've been your host will you listening to the raptor show on the sports Night radio network have you checked out bet rivers yet download the bet rivers online casino and sportsbook app today get in the action this basketball season with thousands of betting options plus don't forget about brett rivers sportsbook award-winning customer service It's a whole new game with BetRiver's online casino and sportsbook. Must be 19 plus. Available in Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge.
1: Everything you need to know about the Blue Jays. Blair and Barker. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Welcome back to the Raptor show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. I'm your host, Wayne Malou. I continue to be joined by Alex Wong as we recap the opening weekend of the NBA playoffs. Every team is either 1-0 or 0-1-1. So, how you doing? I'm um, good. Just want a slight
1: correction from Friday's show. I uh, did lead off Friday's show saying the Mavs were fined $75,000 mm. for conduct detrimental to the league. I did miss a zero. It was 750000 So for anyone who spent the
0: weekend feeling like the maps weren't fined enough, they, they were. How, how much money do you think Mark Cuban's been fined over the years? <laughs> it's got to be in like a max contract territory, man. Yeah, no,
1: he could build a whole shark tank with his fines. But wow. um, pay all these fines, but couldn't pay Jalen Brunson. Um, anyways, um, yeah, there was a big debate over the weekend because we're going to be talking about the Bucks game. Mm-hmm. uh Bucks losing to Jason Jackson's Miami Heat in game one uh Giannis left the game very early you know he went in um and it was like Kevin Love it was Kevin, Kevin Love who was drawing yeah. the charge and Giannis had a really awkward fall ended up leaving the game didn't come back with lower back contusion John Morant too we talked about earlier with the hand injury uh, Ad took the charge there. yeah 80 took the charge and now there's a bit of a discourse about just you know whether we should just maybe move the restricted area out um, or just changing the way where we allow players to slide in when a when an offensive player is going in midair. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on this? Any thoughts
0: on this? Uh, my only thought on this is just ban, the, just only ban the Miami Heat from taking charges because <laughs> when you watch the Miami Heat, it's just five guys sliding underneath. <laughs> yeah. It's like Caleb Martin will walk in for a charge, Gabe Benson will walk in for a charge, Kyle Lowry obviously will do that, Kevin Love like he has doesn't challenge anything above the rim. He's always taking charges. He had mm. a play where. I think to end the season, there's a game where he took four charges in one quarter, mm. right? So, like, this is obviously what they do. No, I mean, I, I think I actually have no issues with the charge defensive as a play. I think okay. you have to make some sort of ability for younger uh, for shorter players to be able to contest against taller players. And I think just in general, um, watching defense is, is, like, half the game for me. Um, and we have taken away so many other avenues for players to play defense. Mm. So, um, I, I think the charge is fundamentally a part of basketball, Um, It's something where you want to avoid the charge, you find the kickout pass. Like, it's actually not that difficult. Um, Now, of course, I don't like the plays where a guy's airborne and a guy slides underneath, but I don't think that's what happened with either of these two plays here. I think these were just regular charges. So um, that's not to say that I want to see injuries, and obviously I think the charge is more of uh, an injury-creating play than most other plays, but I still want the charge in the game. I, I just want more avenues for guys to be able to play defense. Yeah, no. I don't want it to like, oh, you're beat off the dribble, and now unless it's like a highlight block at the rim, like you know, it's a bucket. Like, there has to be other ways. So,
1: yeah, I agree with you. I didn't give much thought to this. Make Um, the kickout pass. uh, Mike Budenholzer did say that Giannis had had an X-ray after the game, came back clear, um, and he is expected as of now
0: to play in Game Two. That's good because it was pretty scary watching him just fall straight on his back.
1: Yeah, uh, Bucks shot 11 of 45 from three. The Heat had an offensive explosion, 15 threes. That was the best I've seen the Heat play offense all year. I think that's the best you're going to see them play. Um, Jimmy Butler showed up with 35 points, mm-hmm. um, 11 assists, 5 rebounds. Kevin Love, who like hasn't really done much since he got bought out in Cleveland and joined Miami, had four threes. Yeah. Eric Spolstra, before game one, said, quote, we have great respect for the Bucks, but we feel like the Navy SEALs just drop us off in parachutes and let's go compete. I, talk, I mean heat i don't culture e- needs to be stopped they can't keep getting away yeah, with yeah i don't even support it's, it feels like a cult at this point man i don't even support militarism
0: but that is a hard line that's <laughs> no, a hard line not hard, hard. no hard more line.
1: heat culture they can't keep getting away with this yana's come back let's wrap this series in five okay? yeah i'm not concerned about the bucks not in this series
0: uh i'm not as concerned but i am worried about like for example they got jay crowder to come in and i understand that jay crowder set up most of the season because you know he just didn't want to play for the phoenix suns and he wanted to trade but like he just looked so slow to everything and, like, had wide open shots and he just missed them. And I'm not saying that that was entirely the difference in this game, but you do need some depth behind Giannis, right? And and to me, he was supposed to come in and try to fill that P.J. Tucker role. And he just comes up so short of it. Like, when you watch him play, just, like, the, the drop-off in athleticism is, is pretty stark. Like, guys are just blowing past him and stuff. So, I mean, look, I think the big thing in this game was just Um, they needed Brooke Lopez to play a whole lot better and he didn't, like, I understand that, like, they were playing him in a deep drop, like, first possession of the game, Bam had it, looking for a dribble handoff, and, like, Brooke Lopez scampered back to the restricted circle, like, it was, like, the ultimate sign of disrespect really defensively, but obviously that's, like, how, uh, you know, um, Mike Budenholzer had them playing defensively as a strategy, but to me, it's, like, I think first off he needs to be a little bit up on a lot of these actions. The the Heat have played the Bucks repeatedly over the years. They know how to get threes against that kind of coverage. And no matter what you want to say about the, the Heat's three point shooting on the season, it hasn't been good. But like you can't tell me that Tyler Hero can't hit a three or that like Mike's Max Struce can't hit a three. Yeah, or Tyler like Hero out by the
1: way for four to six weeks with a broken hand.
0: Right. He so was diving out. for a loose ball and he just rolled his finger. I mm-hmm. guess we I guess we should ban diving for balls too now. <laughs> right. Um we should ban a uh, Patrick no, Beverly just playing defense. We in should general. ban all the ways that like just just too much offense, period. So Let's like just I have actually a- like <laughs> defensive plays being made. But like my my I think they need to sort of bring Brook Lopez up higher on the screens. And mm-hmm. I also think that Brook Lopez needs to do a better job contesting around the rim. It's shocking to me how many times Jimmy Butler snuck past him for scores at the rim. How many times that like e- even Miami's other guards were able to get downhill and score over him at the rim. Like, Brook Lopez needs to shut all that down, all of that down. Yes, he did a good job against Bam, and Bam was mostly limited to mid-range pull-ups. But, like, I've seen lots of guys limit Bam offensively in a playoff context, even just within this week. So, I, I think they need more out of Brook Lopez, especially if Giannis is not going to be at his best. But I hope Giannis is not injured for, like, a lingering amount of time. Yeah, for sure. Because no, that would really limit their ceiling. Opposite. No, I
1: think I think those are those are the concerns for the Bucks. You talk about Jay Crowder, and even like once they lost Giannis, you know, had Javon Carter there in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, just pulling up for threes when when it looked like they they could have made a comeback. But yeah, I'm with you. I think the concerns on defense. I feel like they can clean that up. Um, three stars from this game. Jimmy Butler, first star. Yep. Second star, Chris Middleton, thirty-three points. Chris Middleton was great. Yeah, yeah, he was he, really great. He was really good. But again, good. we
0: could, we've seen Chris being limited in playoff series before, so you can't always bang on this. Yeah, yeah, he was really good. Third
1: star, gotta give it to Bam. He, no, no, yeah, he, had a, he no. put up a
0: nice,
1: put up a nice game. 22, a, what, Twenty-two points, nine rebounds, have? seven assists. Shrews had eight points. Um, That's it? Oh, what? Caleb Martin it felt has, like more. No, Gabe Vincent had 15. You might be thinking about Got Gabe you. Vincent. Gabe Vincent had four threes. I, it's
0: one of the heat shooters, I feel like. All right, again, fine. like they were just able Let's to Let's give hit it to a combination threes.
1: combination of Gabe Vincent. No, you know who gets it?
0: Eric Spolster. Eric Spolster, third star.
1: <laughs> Spolster, third star. Uh, Gerald Henderson, Kevin Love. Yeah, Kevin Love. 18 for sure. points. Uh, He's good. You know, we're talking about these players who are up for Defensive Player of the Year Jaron Jackson Jr., you just mentioned Brooke Lopez. Mm hmm. So moving on to Cavs Knicks, mm-hmm. um, the uh, Knicks went into Cleveland and, and won Game One and really just dominated on the boards. Yeah, out rebounded Cleveland fifty-one to thirty-eight overall and grabbed seventeen offensive rebounds. Uh, do you want to continue hating on Evan Mobley? No,
0: I don't want to hate on him. My my whole thing is oh, just okay. like people shouldn't like. Put The cart before the horse, like just let him become that player before we call him that player, yeah. You know what I mean? Because otherwise, it just creates these scenarios where we expect way too much. Like, I mean, what we've heard the comparisons, it's like you know, the next KG or the next Chris Bosch or the next Tim Duncan, the next like, Tim Duncan. They call him the next TD man, He's not just, even a piggy bank. No, let's just let's just <laughs> let's just let's just wait a minute, right? Because, like, I think obviously Evan started the game really impressively, right? Mm. He had that spin dunk. Which a little was, behind the back
1: pass to a little Jared behind Allen? the
0: back flip pass to mm-hmm. Jared Allen like that was all within the first couple of minutes and then I didn't see anything else the rest of the game right and mm-hmm. and I think defensively you know um, we always knew that this was going to be the most hard fought series like the Knicks play probably harder than any team in the league they're just like scrappy to a man like they're basically the Miami Heat but with more talent yeah right um and, Without the Navy SEALs quotes. Yeah. Well, you know, Pat Riley used to coach them too, so maybe it's just the Riley's uh, influence. But, like, no, I, I just think that, you know, um, they were going to uh, play this game really hard. Obviously, it was fairly close down the stretch. Um, the, the, the Knicks were able to make more plays, especially on the offensive glass. And, yeah, I mean, defensively, I, I do want to see more out of this group. Um, you know, I, I do think that, yes, they were able to lock down the paint, but can you also guard the perimeter a little bit better? Because to me, it's just like, you know, that's where the threat is going to come from, from New York it is going to come from the wing. And so, yeah, I mean, guys, obviously like Jalen Brunson was, was phenomenal. I just haven't seen a guard outside of Kyrie, who's kind of like an alien in terms of how skilled he is, like a guard who is that skilled to make two point shots out of all angles, like the footwork that he pivots into the ways, the, the way he's able to play the glass, the, where he's able to step through and put footwork and he's able to post up smaller guards too. It's man, just all due respect to Jalen Brunson's game. No, um, that was a true a Hooper. Guard, that was so a true Hooper performance. He was he was nice, and it's not even like anyone else on the Knicks. Him, it was basically him and Josh Hart. Like it was no one else on the Knicks that was even playing that great. But he Randall was Randall played able to okay. Carry.
1: You know, Randall had 19 points, 10 rebounds. Yeah. Came back from his injury. Yeah.
0: I just love watching Julius Randall because the shot selection is no, out of this world. No, it doesn't make any sense, man. But <laughs> somehow he makes them. I mean, obviously, it's more most important that he makes the threes. So I think him taking ten threes is actually uh, a good thing in mm-hmm. this game, which does feel <laughs> sacrilegious to say, but. <laughs> Yeah, like no. th- they obviously need someone to stretch the floor because again, like all Cleveland's going to do is really pack the paint.
1: Yeah, I'm just saying like, you know, you have these two bigs in, in Evan Mobley and in Jared Allen. Like mm-hmm. you have to just win that battle on the boards. Like that has to be an advantage for you. Yeah. In this series, what did you make of uh, JB Biggers putting uh, Chetty Osmond on, on Jalen Brunson in the fourth
0: quarter? He, he was their only bench player who came in and gave any contributions. So I kind of feel him in that, in that sense. Obviously, Isaac Okoro, the concern is that he was not going to be able to hit threes. He was not able to hit threes. Oh, for 4, yeah. So they just need somebody. Mm-hmm. So that's who they have. Obviously, they can't. Let's go back to the Kawhi point. Like You can't really ask Garland and Mitchell to take on the big defensive assignments across from them. They just aren't like that. Yeah. Right? Um. No, so that's, um, on the wing, on terms of perimeter defense, that's kind of all they have, which is okay. one of the big weaknesses of Cleveland's team. Yeah. Uh, like we so, know this not this, this team is not a championship-winning team by any means. They still need to add to it, but that's clearly the big hole. And I think also, like, offensively, it needs someone else to step up. And I feel like that's where you would really want to see more of that progression from Evan. Yeah. right. Like, eight points, four, 13 shooting, didn't get to the foul line once. Mm. Right? Like, we see that he's skilled, but can we can we see it tangibly impact the game? Yeah, he paid. Do him. you like it? you think Cleveland's cool? I mean, you know, like, so... <laughs> no, that's fair. I, back to the Knicks, man.
1: Still think it's going to be a long series. Can't wait till it gets back to the garden. Mm. Um, a lot of mid-players in this series, too, even my guy. R.J. Barrows, 2 of 12. You mentioned Okoro, you know, didn't hit a 3. Karis Levert, 18 points, 1 of 7. My guy, Dean Wade. Yeah, that's... That bench was terrible that bench is tabs.
0: just just kind of ridiculously bad, yeah,
1: that was bad no. um no go. no
0: minutes for Danny Green I, I did hear some like Danny Green's ready and willing to go and I was like <laughs> let's let's see it man All right, yeah, maybe we'll see Danny Give Harrison some content
1: yeah, give Harrison some content three stars for this Jalen Brunson first star.
0: Yeah, no doubt.
1: Second star, I'll give Donovan Mitchell. I gotta give an apology yeah, to Donovan course, Mitchell, man. Thirty-eight points. Oh, he is a he is a proven playoff performer, man. Absolutely. I feel like I've given him a lot of hard. Since s- he was a rookie, yeah, man. I give him a hard time just because like Utah's collapsed in so many of those playoff runs yeah. with, with Mitchell and Gobert, but just the individual numbers, like Mitchell's uh, Mitchell does deserve more credit. Yeah, so. thirty-eight
0: points, eight assists, shot the ball efficiently, hit six threes, forty-four minutes.
1: Yeah, so give him man. that. Third star, Julius Randle. No,
0: nah, man, Josh
1: Hart. Josh Hart, Gerald Henderson. Uh no one's Jordanison in this series. <laughs> no, there's only two okay, guys anti, who well anti- in the play. Okay, anti anti Henderson Sorry. to the Cavs bench. Yeah. So to Evan Mobley. I still think this is going to be a long series. Um Let's this do, should go
0: seven. This is classic Eastern Conference basketball, Yeah, man.
1: Just two teams struggling. I love how whenever the ball is just bad, like when the basketball is bad, people just call it classic Eastern Conference ball. No, it's, it's like it's we, scrappy, need to, we need it's to gritty. get deeper than that, though. No, 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 no. Anytime both teams are 33% from the field,
0: everyone's like classic 90s See, like ball. Kings Warriors, that's classic Western Conference I'm, basketball. All right, guys just running back and forth. You forward. know what? The no stylistic difference other. is so noticeable, in though, the East? in the playoffs. No, yeah. it's this is what it is in the East, yeah. man. Okay, yeah. It's, 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 you know... Yeah, pick up your your hard hat. Put it pack, pack <laughs> yeah. a lunchbox. Navy
1: seals, baby. Ball, you, Navy seals ball. You got you got
0: not even prison ball.
1: Navy seals. You get twenty four seconds on the shot clock to talk about gotcha. Celtics Hawks. Celtics blew out the Hawks, game one.
0: I just respect the way the Celtics are committed to playing defense, man. The, the, like they made so many rotations, um, uh, and, and their effort was just consistent across the board. There was one play where they gave up two offensive rebounds. I clipped this. Derek White mm-hmm. made like four defensive rotations in the same this play. This so clipping they finally... the
1: Celtics playing defense. He's so Yo, down bad. it's crazy. Bad Al Horford right
0: got the rebound. The, the, I think that some team called timeout or maybe a foul was called. <laughs> and Al Horford just so hyped in the crowd. Like mm. that's the commitment to, to, to winning. This is why I have the Celtics. Unfortunately, winning the title. This this it's really hate. I hate to say this, but no, they have that kind of depth. Jalen Brown, obviously, the concern is is his hand going to be okay. I think it's okay when he has 29 points and 12 rebounds. Yeah, the wound I think opened up again from the
1: stitches during the game, but again, I feel like they're going to be fine. Uh, you yeah. you
0: you hold me down on the
1: series, okay? I'm skipping this one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, I think the Hawks can put up a better fight, but yeah. no, they were just down 20 the whole time, man. This yeah. looks like Raptors uh <laughs> Raptors Celtics. <laughs> no more
1: raps references. Um and now it's time for between the lines brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. So the other Eastern Conference series we didn't get to was the Sixers blowing out the Brooklyn Nets mm. in game one on Saturday. The Nets threw a very aggressive double teams at Joel Embiid every time. He ended up with 26 points and hit all 11 of his free throws. James mm-hmm. Harden didn't go to the free throw line, but finished with 23 points and 13 assists. He P.J. Tucker with the P.J. Tucker special, five offensive rebounds and five steals. Um, that's a five by five for him. <laughs> yeah, man. that's wow. the, that's a PJ five by five and five sneaker changes five during the game. Yeah, that's a quadruple double for PJ. <laughs> Yo, he was killing it. Uh, the Sixers are favored by 10 points tonight in game two at home. Yeah, You know, I thought for the Nets, I mean, I'm really impressed with Mikhail Bridges. Just seeing him like round into this legit number one option. 30 points, 12 I of 18.
0: Mean, I agree, but second half, he was very quiet.
1: I know, but the Nets have built a perfect roster to just lose every game by 7-11. to 11. <laughs> I think they got the 7-11 squad. <laughs> That's fair. No, because they look good in stretches, yeah. but you know the other team's going to pull away.
0: But the Sixers are giving away 10 points tonight, Will. Who are you picking? I think I'm still picking the Sixers on this one. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't actually like Brooklyn's strategy here. I understand that no one can single-handedly uh, guard Embiid, but mm. like I, I, I do feel like um, just throwing the blind doubles at them, it really did feel like Raptors-Sixers. Mm. in the same way because it's the same kind of roster all sorts of wings no one can really guard and being one-on-one and the, the constant aggressive double teams the, the Sixers are very well prepared to play that strategy they have really capable willing shooters obviously it helped that harden was able to hit all sorts of step backs to the eight seven threes but like this james harden like he's he's capable of doing that tobias harris he, he always goes off when you really play the strategy as well so um yeah, if, if Brooklyn plays the same strategy, again, I I do see Philadelphia replicating this. Like, that's the one thing where last year watching the Raptors play the Sixers so closely, it's like their starting five has the ability to play this clinical on offense. So uh, I'm not saying, you know, you're just going to have to only let Nick Claxton, you know, guard Joel Embiid, but like it can't be as many blind doubles. It yeah. just can't be. No, I'm, I'm a... I'm going to go with... Tobias this. Harris has been good in the last two playoffs, man. Tobias, you can
1: count on Tobias Harris from games one to five. It's yeah. just six and seven. That's the problem.
0: Tobias
1: um, Harris. I'm going to go with the Sixers minus 10 as well. That was between the lines. Brought to you by Bett Rivers. It's a whole new game. I'm excited about the two games tonight, man. I'm
0: mean, excited about the two games, but I'm also excited because tomorrow we have a return of Blake Murphy Tuesdays. <laughs> oh, yeah, for We're, people clamoring for Raptors I, I know a lot content. of people in the chat was like, why are they talking about the Raptors? I mean, like, come on, What's we can there use there to our hands about, here, Nick Nurse to Houston? Yeah, we already we talked on one to death. So, um But yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about the CBA finally. I know you're thrilled. Um, Final. thanks, finally ready to do that. Uh, but anyway, that does it for us today. I've been your host, Will Lee, and You're listening to The Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Thanks once again to producer and co-host Alex Warren, the board producer Derek Brando, Jennifer Roland for helping with the YouTube stream. And we'll be back to talk Raptors basketball tomorrow. <laughs>